This week's episode features the second part of my interview with Callie Stiles. In last week's episode, and the first part of our talk, Callie talks about the whole trans movement and how she feels most trans people are ill-prepared for the transition process. In this episode, the second part of our talk, we delve into a multitude of juicy topics, like how she got in trouble with the trans community in Atlanta, what her job entails as a dominatrix, and how she incorporates a flamethrower in all of this. I also introduce a new segment in the episode called Giselle Feeling Herself, Plus, there's a new Yas of the week that talks the trans march in Washington, D.C. And finally, Kirsten's Corner, where she talks bromance versus girl crushes. This is episode 32 of the Cross Yas podcast. So let's get our asses into shape, shall we? Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast podcast that says yes to everything related to cross-dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. I'm on Instagram at Giselle Mirasol, and the podcast is there too, at Cross Yes Podcast. The Cross Yes Podcast can also be found on Facebook and Twitter as well, at Cross Yes. That's spelled C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. And if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode and you want to share your feedback, or maybe you want to share your own personal story on the podcast, cross-dressing or gender-related, or whatever, Maybe you're thinking to yourself, hmm, should I tell Giselle in the Cross Yes podcast how I really feel? Well, the answer is obvious. It's a resounding yes, yes, yes. Email the podcast at crossyaspodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast at gmail.com. Happy October, Cross Yes listener. October's finally here. Halloween is coming up, and I hope you have your costumes ready. Fall is in full bloom, decorations are up, and if you're like me, Halloween is your favorite holiday. In the regular world, Halloween is when children dress up in costumes and beg for candy. In girl world, Halloween is the one night a year when a girl can dress like a total slut and no other girls can say anything about it. And yeah, wear whatever the hell you want, because you can dress up and not give two fucks what anyone else thinks. Whatever, I'll do what I want! Still don't know what my costume is this year, but I'll probably wear something slutty. Speaking of slutty, I want to try a new segment of the podcast that I want to call Giselle's Feeling Herself, Feeling Herself. That's right, Giselle Feeling Herself. Not sexual, although it definitely sounds like it. I'm not talking about the literal interpretation of physically feeling myself, although masturbation is fun, especially when dressed, for some of us, me included. In this segment of the podcast, which may be infrequent, I don't usually feel myself quite that often in terms of Giselle, despite many people thinking such. But this week, boy, was I really feeling myself as Giselle. So let me tell you about it. Let's first quickly define what the colloquial phrase feeling myself really means. So please don't actually get confused about me physically feeling myself. The Urban Dictionary defines feeling myself in a turn of phrase sense as to be pleased with yourself, your sense of style, or your sense of well-being. And this past week, I definitely did something to make me feel that exact way. Thanks to a recommendation by a fellow crossdresser who I've been friends with on Facebook, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Not to be confused with the girlfriend from hell, Jennifer. This Jennifer, the crossdresser I am friends with on Facebook, is a native of Southern California and had some gorgeous photos on her Facebook profile. She told me about them and how they were of the boudoir variety. How she got them done in LA with a woman named Kristen and that she does great work. So following her advice, I guess I looked Kristen online and I found her portfolio for pictures and damn, she does great work. I want to elaborate on what exactly that entailed because I want to save explain the entire process of my boudoir shoot for a future episode. But let me tell you, I was definitely feeling myself, like real hard for this boudoir shoot. 
I was able to dress as Giselle and wore four of my sexiest outfits thanks to my fiance Kirsten who helped me pick four sexy outfits. And I felt so amazing. I felt feminine, I felt sexy, I felt really validated. Especially after she sent me the photos when Kristen was all done looking at them. Which I will review with, with Kristen to determine which ones will be touched up, courtesy of Kristen. Yeah, they have similar names, but try to follow because it gets kind of confusing. But not really if you pay attention. Anyway, I highly recommend to crossdressers out there, or women, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make an appointment to hit up Kristen Geller for your photography needs. She can be found on kristengellerphoto.com. That's C-R-I-S-T-E-N-G-E-L-L-E-R-Photo.com. Now, she was a really good photographer. I was talking to her, and she told me she's been doing the photography thing for nine years, and her work can be found on kristengellerphoto.com for more information. And I just had so much fun with her, and I want to give a shout-out to Kristen. She said she'll send me all the photos when Kristen and I looked at them together, so we'll have to sort through them to pick out which ones she'll touch up, and hopefully she'll make them look even better. I'll even post some of the tasteful ones for the podcast soon. So again, thanks, Kristen, and an amazing time for sure. And I'll talk about the entire process in a future episode. You just heard Giselle's feeling herself, feeling herself. Speaking of events this past week, let's get to my... Yes! ...of the week. Just wanted to say a quick yes to the thousands of people that showed up to the Trans March in Washington, D.C. this past Saturday, September 28th, 2019. Organizers and observers said there was like between 1,500 and 3,000 people who turned out for the first ever National Transgender Visibility March in Washington, D.C. A lot of them held signs proudly declaring their status as transgender or gender nonconforming Americans. It's a step in the right direction, and it's the first major organized event for transgender rights in Washington, D.C. The march aimed to bring light to the transgender community and those that are gender nonconforming Americans. I know lots of legislature in this government has been proposed towards and against the transgender population, so it's important to recognize that the transgender and gender nonconforming people exist. The transgender community has a long road ahead of it, but again, this whole march thing was a step in the right direction. And that was the... Yes! ...of the week. So yeah, in this week's episode, it's my second and final talk with Callie Styles. I know you guys will enjoy it. A lot of stuff we talk about, again, we talk about her dominatrix life. We talk more about the kink she's into, and she'll even talk about her flamethrower that she incorporates in her job. She talks about sex toys. She talks about the things she uses to torture them. You guys will find this interesting. But hope you guys enjoy it. This is episode 32 of the Cross Yes podcast. And stay tuned at the end for Kirsten's Corner, where she talks romance and girl crushes. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free, and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Let's get into the, uh, I know it's June, so it's Pride Month. And tell the listeners where you're from, where you're at now. I'm from Atlanta. And I know we I'm talked about Chicago, this. Atlanta, uh-huh. yeah. The whole Atlanta's pride thing in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta's special. And this is, I got yelled at for, uh, I just did a panel a couple days ago, and it's great. I was watching, the, I had to watch the scene where everybody shut the fuck up because it was 
so much fun. I didn't get to see it as well because I was on the panel, but it was so much more fun watching the camera view when the room went deathly silent and jaws dropped and hissing and oh my god. Can you uh, tell us what happened? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm in a group or part of a group here called MAP, which is Metro Atlanta Association of Professionals, and it is basically an LGBT group for different LGBT people in various different professions throughout Atlanta area to get together and network and stuff like that. They decided they were going to do a whole in since it's Stonewall's 50th anniversary, they were going to do a panel specifically with trans people. And um, I drew the short straw and got suckered into being on the panel, which it actually isn't accurate. I was told that by August uh, that they wanted diverse opinions and i was like oh shit i'm screwed <laughs> then clarence who is doing the interview talked to me and i like clarence he's cool but he too decided to fucking kick me under the bus and put me <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i was like oh no anyway and they had four of us up on the panel to talk about different trans issues and stuff like that and answer because we did like 20 questions general audience questions that we had and shit i forgot where i was going with this uh, a panel about going in with uh yeah yeah so like uh, atlanta is interesting because we have supposedly a very thriving lgbt community here um i've heard that we're the san francisco of the south from people i don't necessarily agree with that but mm -hmm. maybe but we're also really fucked so we have four separate prides in the city <laughs> that's what got me the booze when i said this so we have four separate prides in our city because for one weekend one weekend, we can't all sit in the same room and get along with each other. We can't even lie and fake it for one <laughs> weekend in the city. We have to have four separate prides because we, you just don't understand. You don't know what it is to be this. You don't know what it is to be that. You're right. I don't. But more specifically, I do remember that pride is supposed to be a protest and about unity amongst our uh, community. And having four pride events shows that we lack unity and that we haven't fucking learned any useful lessons from all mm -hmm. the years <laughs> anything proves why this is a problem so then i got yelled at for pointing out we have four prides and then calling the last pride because we have trans pride latino pride black pride and then i get yelled at for calling it this but it's true if you go to it you'll see it's white pride <laughs> and it's exactly what it is it's not my fault I couldn't possibly make it this bad. It's just what it is. Um, and this is all our local community that has decided rather than cooperating, working together, trying to foster unity amongst the community that we have to self-segregate and go to our safe spaces. Actually, somebody used that as the reason why we had to have four separate oh, no. And I was like, oh, wow. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he got kind of butt hurt when I started picking apart his logic and then got him to admit he was just being racist. <laughs> and he was not happy God. about that. <laughs> well, it wasn't my fault. He just kept on pushing the right button. And I said, okay, so what you're saying then is it's not racist because you're black. Well, no, it would be considered racist. And I'm like, so then, yes, what you're saying is that you can only hang out with other black people specifically because you're racist. Well, when you put it like that, and I'm like, well, I didn't put it like that. You That's did. what you said. <laughs> I'm just drawing the logical conclusion based on exactly what you just told me, which is I can't possibly understand, and you aren't going to take the time to fucking um, 
inform me or bring me up to speed, but yet you demand that trans people bring you up to speed by having an event like this where you can ask us all kinds of questions, but you won't allow the same thing. And mm -hmm. instead, you choose to hide in your safe space and not allow any form of discourse and specifically not allow me to come to your space, which means it's no longer inclusive or diverse since you're only hearing your opinion specifically of your ethnic background and shutting us all out mm -hmm. um, and having... But, you know, what do I know? I, I don't know a damn thing. But yeah, that was one of those moments where I just sat there shaking my head and I was like, yeah, this is why I don't talk to people because they say stupid things <laughs> and then I want to poke at them. I think, I think it's just people don't know how to deal with dissenting opinions. And if they think it's a dissenting opinion, they feel attacked. And then they like, because like, if you have a dissenting opinion for me, I'll just be like, okay, let me listen to what you have to say. And then I'll listen. Like, I won't say anything back. Like, I won't have anything ready to fire back well this that and it's like no i'll listen to you <laughs> i think people forget that like you can listen well, to someone without problem, having to... Mm -hmm. i think part of the problem is they shut off the moment they get mad right they stop mm -hmm. listening and they only focus on the one thing that made them mad they don't hear the rest of the message like i had actually mm -hmm. a number of people after the panel come up to me and said you know once i actually stopped to think about what you were saying you're not wrong and i'm like well thank you but then i had like dude who lost his shit and just gave me <laughs> <laughs> dagger look the entire night and i'm sorry but these are things that need to be talked about and we can't just not talk about things and hope everything gets better if we don't talk about problems they don't get you can't you know start fixing them you have to actually discuss this shit mm -hmm. um and the moment somebody gets butt hurt because like how i started the party off was i said that i think um, the, they asked me what I thought the most toxic thing to the trans community was by and large. And my opinion will not waver on this. I think the lesbian and gay community are the most toxic thing to the trans community. I mean, demonstrably so, but the moment I stood up and said, I think the lesbian and gay community are the most toxic thing, immediate shut off. Right. Mm -hmm. So half the, the crowd went dead silent. I heard hisses in the background, back end of the crowd. I mean, oh my God, how could that be said? Well, let me show you. Let me show you case after case of where not you personally, I'm not saying you personally, mm -hmm. I'm the overall big picture view of it is bad for the trans community. And mm -hmm. I laid out example after example of where the lesbian and gay community have tossed the trans community under the bus. Happens quite often. And that's the problem. They had the immediate shut off of fuck the lesbian and gay community and didn't listen to exactly why. What might have been the logic that never happened. They just immediately grasped onto that one thing and wouldn't let go. And it happens online too. People will say something like, I don't like this. And immediately, well, fuck you. I hate you. You can't possibly yeah. know. You don't yeah. like the color red. Fuck you. Okay, but you're not to actually why there may have been a basis there may have been a reason that reason may actually be incredibly valid and may actually directly affect you and rather than listening to it to determine whether or not this is something you should consider your immediate shutoff stops that from fucking happening your immediate knee-jerk mm -hmm. response will shoot you you'll shoot yourself in the foot over it rather right. than maybe learning something or maybe actually seeing if there's another possible opinion no one person's opinion is right Mine's not right. Yours isn't right. My girlfriend's opinions are right. None of our opinions are right. Oh, well, she <laughs> says her opinion's right. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Uh, your opinion's right only because you make food. <laughs> I, I, who makes food? Yeah. So there. That's... 
yeah, the I, most important I'm very factor. Food. My food. Yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. I, I, mean, I totally do. We, yeah. And it just horrifies me how quickly people just stop now and won't think that won't think for themselves even. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it people are very lazy and they won't want to finish listening to what you have to say. They want to get mad. It's like that it's the culture today too. It's very they don't care about logic. It's all about feeling. It's all about what can I feel well, now so you can be upset. If so. it takes more than 15 seconds to get your message across, you've lost most of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people have such a short attention span now that if it doesn't fit into 144 characters, oh you've God, lost yeah. right. you, You've lost their attention span. I, mm-hmm. I want to see it in a short picture with a, a, a cat and maybe a happy <sighs> meme. Shut the fuck up. I'm done. Right. I saw what I was right. done. It's sad. Yeah. And how do you, I mean, how do we fix that? What is, I don't know. What do you think? Is there a way to, um, I don't know, deal with it? No, there really isn't a fix. We're going to have to wait. Basically, what we're going to have to do is wait for the next generation or possibly one after that to get so annoyed at their parents for living <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook to tell them <laughs> to go fuck them so that social media is fucking silly. Right. But I mean, that's what you're looking at is we're an entire group or generate actually generation and a half that's fully integrated to social media and being told that they're allowed to have a voice yeah sure have your voice but um your voice is not law Mm -hmm. flat out and your voice is not the determiner of all things in every way shape or form and Mm -hmm. with social media there are a lot of people on there lately who feel that that's just how it is their voice is the only voice that matters their opinion is the only opinion that matters and social media allows them to foster this feeling even more where i don't like you 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 said something disconcerting or anti my opinion i will block you okay mm-hmm. and then you create an echo chain and only att- uh, attract more people right that's how shit gets out of hand i mean really gets out of hand and i mean we're seeing symptoms of this with shit like fucking crazy ass fucking people all the time doing stupid shit um, mm-hmm. based on I got pissed off on the internet. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Remember Pizzagate? That was somebody that heard something on the internet and then went to a fucking pizza place because he heard Hillary Clinton was running a fucking slave yeah. ring out of pizza place and fucking yeah. went in yeah. to fucking... because he heard online because somebody said on Twitter a thing was a thing. I mean, that's what our world is now. It's fucking horrifying, but I mean, it's only getting worse. People are reading something that because ContraPoints said something, and oh my god, or so and so (laughs) said something, oh my god, or whatever the this year. I know. State of the world. Internet star is, and the world will end because I didn't get enough loves on my comment or my (laughs) picture on Instagram or whatever. It's fucking horrifying. Well, speaking of love. Um, you have a, you're in a relationship, <laughs> so something's come out of that. Can you explain, can you tell the cross yes listener about you and your lovely, uh, significant other who cooks? Yeah. My girlfriend who cooks, she's, she's the brains, the operation. She does nice. the food thing. So I, I do what she says because she makes the food. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you two meet? Um, we met at a BDSM party back home in Chicago. Um, and we had a mutual friend who introduced us and she knows the dead Kennedys and I like the dead Kennedys. Nice. And that's how, how we uh, decided the world was going to be a thing. 
Um, and we've been together for a while, a little over nine years. Wow, awesome! So she knew you pre-transition. Is that is that right? Yes. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, and so, did, sorry. So, does that make you heter heterosexual? Does that make you because you're? I always get that confused. You transition. I don't. You're other the, <laughs> I, I don't. That's what. Remember when I said I'm bi? I'm too lazy to fucking do the whole like <laughs> yeah. which label. It doesn't really matter. I mean, who cares? It doesn't affect anybody other than the two of us, and we work it out just fine without you know having a flashy ass fucking <laughs> internet driven label for what our relationship is. Right. Who fucking cares? Right. right. We do but our you, thing. We... But you're into femininity, right? Is that what it is? You're into women. You're into femininity. Not specifically, no. Oh, okay. You know, that whole... by. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I, I play with pretty much anybody that intrigues me or is interesting to me. Past that, I don't fucking try to like psychoanalyze why I'm attracted <laughs> to this one person over that one person. It's making life more complex than it has to be. Why? Right. Why? What's the point? I mean, I could spend all day for like. Or actually, multiple weeks, like going through. Why was I attracted to this person? Let me think about it. Let me overanalyze <laughs> it. Let me think about what this means about my sexuality. Let me think about how this affects my gender identity. Let me right. think about do it from this point of view. Okay, well, yeah. In the meantime, you, they all can be doing that while bitching about while they're not in, why they're not in a relationship. <laughs> Never occurs to them that it might help if they get out of the fucking house rather than spending too <laughs> right, much time right. over shit. But hey, what do I fucking know? You know. Well, can you talk about uh, BDSM parties? I've, I mean, I've, I've talked to you about it because I'm unfamiliar okay. with it, but I don't know if you want to tell How the you, listener about you're it. You're in California and you are unfamiliar with BDSM parties. You have <laughs> dungeon parties every fucking week there. How are you unfamiliar? Well, so not me. Clearly, I know all about these. But about the listener who's listening and is like, oh, a BDSM Clearly. party. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that works. I don't know. It's, uh, it depends on what you look for. Uh, basically, uh, it varies from region to region. It varies from party to party. Um, some are themed. Some are not. Some are set demographics. Like now they have a 40-plus group here. And then they've mm -hmm. got the TNG group, which is the next generation, which is uh, 18 to 30-something, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, it's a bunch of people who have kinks that hang out and show off for, at a party. And sometimes there's just a bunch of people standing around talking and patting each other on their back about how badass they were because they can apply hand-to-ass and end up with a, a loud smacking noise. Um, mm -hmm. it really fucking varies. Some are stand and model. There's uh, this is a regional thing where like I've seen areas where it's all about looking pretty and doing nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really is so all over the place. It and like most things, it whatever you make of it. Some people get into like crazy ass fucking running around with a flamethrower, shooting people kind of stuff, which is probably along my lines. Yeah, I was going to say, is that <laughs> you? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be me. I do all the horrible torture things. That's me. Nice. All the really horrible torture things, yeah. Oh, Just wait, well, let me ask about that. <laughs> okay. What? Well, you are a dominatrix. You want to kind of explain what that means in terms of, I don't know, job description for the Indeed.com? Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so the best way to put it is 
like, let's say you had a kink and something that for whatever reason you were not willing to share with anyone, let alone go to parties and find an outlet for or meet somebody who's into your same kink, right? Mm-hmm. You would book a pro dom. Uh, the reason you would book one of us is because we are in some way, shape or form to some extent or another versed in different variations of kink. Some are very specialized. Some are very generalized. It's across you said the board. it was a pro dom? Is that what you said? Yeah, uh, sorry, I'm shorthanding it, but dominatrix, professional dominatrix gets ah, got uh, it, got shorthanded prodom. Okay. And you would book a session and sit down and talk with us about what kind of things you're into, what kind of kink you want, you have, what your kinks are, and uh, to what extent you want to explore through going through those. And uh, then craft a scene and make that a thing for you. So, like, whatever your fantasy is, odds are pretty good that I'm equipped to make that a reality. Hmm. And um, for you as so what's a pro your deep dark fantasy? Uh-huh. you get to ask me all the questions. What's your deep dark fantasy? Mine? <laughs> oh, I have so many. I have so many. <laughs> um, okay, my deepest so one. Um, obviously, strap-ons are very thing to me. I love being a, do- a sub. We'll explain that. Well, I'll have you explain that. <laughs> what a sub and a dom is because okay. I got that confused when we were talking. I was like, oh, what's the top? What's the bottom? What's a dom? What's a sub? But mine is strap-ons, being tied down, being dominated uh sissifying or feminization transgender or like the trend like that feminization sort of thing that's that goes into with cross-dressing stuff and i'll have an episode on that later but Mm -hmm. i I should just be telling you to put your key in the mail oh (laughs) why (laughs) i mean you know if you're into that kind of thing that there's always chastity key in the mail Mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but i mean part of the aspect of the job is being able to look at things that you're into and then look for other cross-reference things that are like common ground, right? So mm-hmm. that would be a co- uh, common ground, one that is shared through a lot of others who have a similar range of interest. So it's the ability to be able to see those things on the fly and be like, oh, well, they said they were into X, Y, Z, so they're probably also into A, B, C, too. And mm-hmm. it's just a special So it's not just necessarily being able to do like one or two things. It's being able to pretty much for lack of better words, being an awesome actress and making sure to create a very personalized movie for you, movie experience for you. And let me ask you, how did you, how does one get into being a professional dom or pro dom? Like, uh, advertise and uh, in some cases either have experience or in others have none and just learn on the fly. I mean, there's... A thousand and one reasons why people get into this. Some people heard it's easy money. Some people just, this is what they like. And they realize that they could be getting paid to do things they like. So they do things like and get paid. It really is just all over the board as to how you get in. My girlfriend is already a pro dom and she's uh, described to me. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. You mean I get paid to hit people? Sign me up. (laughs) I'm all good with getting paid to hit people. That's exactly the right thing for me (laughs) i'm cool (laughs) with that Mm. um but i mean that's just uh it really comes down to the individual and there's like a thousand one backstories about how people got into it and what their specific interests were and it just varies wildly do you want to say your backstory a little bit i was a horrible horrible person (laughs) <laughs> and for the longest time, I didn't get paid to torture people. And then I found out you could get paid to torture people, and there's no cops involved. And I was like, this is amazing. 
<laughs> so that's how I figured it out. Hmm. It worked well. It worked really well. And how much does one get paid for you? Like, in, uh, what's your hourly rate or what do you charge per se? Um, I'm middle of the pack for the area. Um, I tend to set my rate at being median for whatever the region is. And it varies by region. Basically, whatever the area can put up with paying is what it comes down to. And I charge 200 an hour. Um, there are people who are charging more than me. There are people who are charging less than me. But this is where I'm happy. Okay. Now, let's say uh, someone were looking for you. Is it a word of mouth sort of thing? Is it an online ad sort of thing? How does it's that an work? online ad. And with FOSTA set up fucking over a bunch of us, it's been a constant headache of finding sites that we can even advertise on. Um, and it's just annoying. Like Atlanta, the best traffic site right now is either the Erotic Monkey or um, fucking Adult Search are the two that get the best traffic in the area. Um, and since a lot of the ad sites cost money, you have to kind of like do a little bit of market research and see where you're getting the most traffic from, right? So like in some reason regions eros may be a better site than say adult search or another site um so it's a little bit of homework to figure out where you're getting most of your traffic hmm. and um i'm i'm like i'm a health nut about all about this how do you provide a safe environment is there condoms involved is there prep if need be if they're like yep 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 lots of cleaning lots of cleaning Lots of cleaning. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, that's the, the, the less glamorous side of my job. Everybody's like, I want to come over and be your domestic service sub. No, you don't. You want to come <laughs> over and prance around in a little made outfit and have me, me pick on you. But you don't actually want to clean. <laughs> Trust me on this. You don't want to Ugh, clean. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I bet it's the, a lot the of smell fun. alone would be like, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not so bad. It's just. There's a lot of fucking gear involved. Like, it varies from prodom to prodom to what extent of gear they have on hand, and it all requires constant fucking care and cleaning. Like, leather goes bad if you don't fucking condition and clean it, and can start to rot. So, even Ooh. if it wasn't that was used right in a scene, you still have to account for that shit and still go through and like clean and condition and proper care of all your gear and stuff like that. I mean, it's work straight up, like. Barring the, the effort we have to put in for a session, there's a lot of like behind the scenes shit that's not as glamorous and not as pretty cool or fun when I'm just sitting there going through like boxes of shit and cleaning. It's just how it is. Um, and it's part of the deal. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. You're getting paid $200 for an hour, but it's probably a lot more cleaning involved than... Oh yeah, yeah. People don't see the like the back end of what it takes for us to get to the point where we're standing in front of them in the pretty, pretty latex or leather outfits and doing our whole little dance. They're only seeing that bit. They're not seeing all the rest that went into it. You know, barring the cleaning, there's learning the different skills, practicing, getting your bit gag down to the point where. And, and this is nine ninety percent of the job is not necessarily whether or not you know a skill. It's whether or not you can sell a skill, mm. um, mm -hmm. right? So it's not how well you can throw a whip, right? It's how well you can make that whip a thing, make that kink yours, right? So mm -hmm. I'm like, I tell people this, my job isn't really so much necessarily, I mean, the skills are useful, but the important part is my ability to take whatever your kink interests are 
and make them so mine for the time you're sitting in the room with me that you fully, fully, fully believe that whatever we're doing is my thing that minute. It helps that I have a wide range of kinks that I'm into, right? And there's not much that I'm not like, yeah, let's do that. Unless you were like a furry, in which case I'd be like, no, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that's your, That's how you draw the line. Is furries. Yeah, I well, furries are definitely a, a hard no for me because, like, I see them as school mascots. I don't ever <laughs> remember being nice to school mascots, so I'm not sure I could do that in a way that would work out well for the furry. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd want how many times, it, how long we'd have to beat them till the candy came out, and I'm not sure the candy <laughs> would come out. But I'd probably, you know, it, it's a thing. They have a major furry event. It's like uh, AnthroCon or some shit in Atlanta. Mm. Right around drag is it right around Dragon Con or right around something? Something. There's another event that happens right around the same time. Uh, big event in Atlanta, and they have a big furry event, and I just won't go near it because I'm too tempted to go and cause trouble. Like I, <laughs> I tried to convince a bunch of friends of mine that we needed to be honey badgers for and go to <laughs> the furry cottage honey badgers, so that way we could have free reign to be complete assholes because fucking honey badgers just now like humping, like, humping everything yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean honey badgers what are you gonna do about it yeah <laughs> um, do you want to talk about some of your kinks like what is a kink that you were like you have you were totally into or something that makes you totally like really cream have, yourself uh-huh. i don't really have I, my thing is making people scream and cry i i any form of torture that ends with Somebody being screaming and crying, that's my happy point right there. I don't, mm. I just, I will flat out get off every single time, provided it's some flavor of torture that involves grievous misery and suffering. Mm. Um, yep, I do all the horrible things. I don't joke when I say that. We're talking like proximity controlled, stun gun, shock collar. Fucking, we made my friend Rose cry for uh, Frolicon when we put her in the terror box with the tarantula. Um, yeah, that was great. Do you like spiders? Me? Um, yeah. Somewhat. I mean, it depends, but I won't scream at it. I'll be like, oh, there's a spider. Unless it's like a deadly one. I'd be like, okay. Well, I mean, it's a tarantula the size of my hand that could be sitting on your face. Oh, uh, that's and all right, I guess. As long as it, they don't, they bite, but, you know, I won't die from it. Unless it. No, no, no. Yeah. But oh. that's what the gag is. And we took that to a party and freaked out a bunch of people, including my friend Rose, who was crying in the box. But it was great. So, you know. <laughs> that's what, what I'm into uh, is doing grievous torture. The, the shit you fucking would not normally think you should do to a human. Odds are pretty good I've done it to a human. Interesting. Now, how do you screen these people that like you're just like other than the furries? You're like, what makes you say, OK, I'll go with you. Like, do you like meet up with them first? Because, you know, obviously they'll, they'll call you or. Yeah, say, yeah hey. we, we have a little we have a people get in touch with me and be like, I'm totally fucking down. I want to do X, Y, Z. Or um, they'll email me and be like, I want you to be my dom. And I'll go, it, pending where they contact me through, I will take a look at what I can of what they've shown of what they're into. Like FetLife is a great tool because people mm. will email me all the time and be like, I would be a perfect sub for you. And then there's like 50,000 pictures of them, of their dick. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> this is me that I'm really, you're somehow a match for me. And tons of groups that they're in that are all revolving around them getting laid. And I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, not on the same page. You're <laughs> looking wholeheartedly different than what I'm looking for. I don't really care about you getting laid. I care about seeing you fucking scream. 
Um, mm-hmm. I want to see your balls in a vice, and that'll be hilarious. Or nailed to a board is a front hands too. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go through that. And then from there, if they look interesting, they have or are able to like articulate a sentence that doesn't involve half-hearted attempts at typing without actually typing, like, <laughs> you know, using, instead of saying you are or typing your, they type your, fuck you. Yeah. Don't be lazy. <laughs> don't be lazy. Or W-Y-D. I don't know what W-Y-D is. Is that in English? In the English it language? It means what are you doing, but it's fucking whack. I hate the people say that. I know what it means, but I will call people on that all yeah, the time. Like, what and, the fuck, yeah. <laughs> I don't stupid. Fucking, if you want my attention, put some effort forth. Because if you're not putting effort forth, I'm going to assume you're fucking a waste of my time to start. Right. That leads out a lot of them, right? Then, once they get through that phase, I tell people, well, why don't you come meet me at a fetish party? Ooh. So that way I can speak point blank who's serious and who's not. Plus, I'm really picky that if you can't hang out with me um, publicly, then there's fucking zero chance I have any interest in you privately. I mean, flat out zero chance. So if they can't manage to meet me at a fetish party, then my answer is, well, fuck you, move on. And plus, it allows me, if they do show up, to see if they're full of shit or if they're serious, right? Because mm-hmm. then I can actually watch them, see how they handle themselves in the environment. If they see something that makes them freak out that's like super tame, then I can be like, nah, this is a bad idea. You don't need yeah. to go any farther. Some shit like that. Then if it all goes well, and they make it through that, then I invite them over to the house, and we have the, the sit them down and talk. We discuss stuff like limits, rules, things right. that I require, things that they require, things that have to happen, and uh, generally set some groundwork up so that way we can have an actual like relationship with some form or another. Um, I know the BDSM community likes to make it sound like we're all super fucking cooler than everybody else because we do this shit, but it's no different than if you had a normal relationship. The only difference really is that I'm being straight to the point right then and there that we're doing kink. This is why we're here. Whereas with a normal relationship, it's the same fucking drill. It's just a different fucking package. Um, Like it's just silly. The BDSM community likes to create us against them because a majority of it is people where this is their one cool thing. They have nothing else cool about them. So we have to pick on the vanillas and separate us from the vanilla crowd. Newsflash, everybody's fucking kinky to one extent or another. The difference is is that a large portion of them don't feel the need to be on fucking advertising their shit on fucking FetLife or fucking mm-hmm. whatever. They have their perfectly happy little BS bullshit or fucking kink bullshit without having to make a thing of it. Mm. It's just life. Yeah. You probably know people that are not fucking advertising it or don't yeah. make a thing of it yeah i mean, I mean a lot of people have their own kinks and i'm always interested when you talk about being a dominatrix i was i mean i even asked you i was like so what's you said you like to be a top right or a, a dom dom sorry dom, dom. but i confuse right, so, it with the top right do you want to explain yeah, the differences yeah. yeah so like this is one that the bdsm community differs with me on and i don't give a fuck because um, I'm right and they're wrong in this case and it cuts down confusion so there's a lot of confusion in terms of BDSM because people will say I'm a dom or I'm a top right and use them interchangeably problem with that is then you run into somebody who you say well I'm a top and they assume oh well you mean you top for sex right problem there being is that you meant I w- wanted somebody to beat me not somebody to fuck me mm-hmm. and that's 
why I'm really picky about this. So like top is a position, bottom is a position. Those are very easily sorted. Whereas dom or sub are roles flat out, right? So mm-hmm. very easy baseline to draw on that. Community doesn't like that. And I really don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, it really makes it easier for everybody to communicate if we're all using the same term. If we're using terms interchangeably, people get confused and don't know what the fuck you mean. Mm, yeah. Okay. Making more sense. Making more sense. And again, that's where it all comes back down to like, if you don't know, ask, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, what is oh, Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but some people won't think to ask, right? They'll just ride with, oh, well, you said you're a cop, so that means X, right? Um, right. And that's kind of a problem. And I kind of blame porn in the BDSM community for misuse of those terms because porn sells top as being dom and also as being other shit, like, especially with trans porn. Well, trans dom Cali, and then I'll be like, yeah, oh, great. But what you really mean is trans top Cali. Big difference. Because they're mm-hmm. not really do that much BDSM and porn. It's kind of one of those things where, like, no, no, you can't show that, which I don't get, but whatever. So, yeah, that's one of those pet peeve of mine is using top and dom interchangeably because they're not necessarily the same thing. Yeah, they're just position. Top and bottom are just positions, whereas yep. dom and sub are actual roles. Yep. I'm learning. I'm learning. um now i know you talked about making in your machine shop and i see on your instagram they're just like these crazy toys like these crazy like elaborate kind of insane looking um sex toys you want to kind of talk about that yeah so i build crazy ass sex toys when i'm not beating people i i don't kid when i say i'm dreaming up new ways to fucking torture people i'm actually getting ready to start fucking working on some projects for next year's frolicon and I basically get an idea in my head and say, I wonder if this is possible. And then I think about it for a week or so, usually less than a week. And I start doing a little bit of research about what materials I need, what things I didn't think about. And then I figure out whether or not I think I can do this and not kill somebody. Because ideally, it's best to not kill people. Yeah. Um, Preferably, yeah. Well, unless you're, you know. We- have you met people? <laughs> by and large, by and large, there are a lot of people the world would be happier without. So I'm not necessarily <laughs> sure, but there's a lot of cases I can make that you know these people, that person here, this one over there, they probably <laughs> go and be happy. Just send them over to the house. I got this. <laughs> Fucking Thanos over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just helping. It's solving global warming. It really is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or climate change, my bad. I grew up with global warming, so you know that's the term I know off my head. Yeah, but, yeah climate change. <laughs> climate change. Um, <laughs> well, they sold me a bill of health that if we opened enough cans of air- aerosol, we were going to get fucking warm or warmer winters, and that didn't fucking happen. <laughs> All those cans of Aquanet I blasted yeah. did not. <laughs> Still seeing snow on the ground, I'm not fucking happy. Yeah, there was a snowball in Congress. That means. There is no global warming. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that. That was fucking horrible. The hell? I was like, really? Well, climate is different than weather, but some people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just build shit. I, I get dumb ideas in my head that I think would be hilarious. A lot of it revolves around comedy value, where I, like something seems like it'd be hilarious, and then I build it. 
then a good portion of it is like commission projects where somebody says, Hey, I want this for video or, Hey, I do this. Can you build me something that's cooler than that? And, uh, like uh, the flamethrower is a great example. A friend of mine is a fire performer and owns a local swinger club. And every Saturday night he does, well, when he's in town, he does various fire play stuff with his uh, girls because he's got a random, uh, well, they're relatively stable now, but he's went through a bunch of girls. Hmm. And he will put them up on stage and do various fire play things with them. And he decided he wanted something that was like, I have the biggest dick, period. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no other way to put it, right? If you're running around with a flamethrower doing fire play, yeah, that that takes a lot of fucking work, a lot of fucking planning, and it was quite the project to build. Um, yeah, I was going to ask how does that how does that work with a with a flamethrower? And is that in bed? Is that like in like a room? Is that like a a room? You... Yeah. So it was designed to be used in his club, actually. Huh? So, what? yeah, so I had to account for ceiling height and okay. uh, stuff like that. And then um, I had to know what fuel to use. And yeah, that like, was, doesn't I, that burn? <laughs> like, don't you cause, like, yes, third does, degree? Or... Okay, so this is going to require a little bit of, like, practice on your part, even though okay. I'm sure you've done this, right? And I'm going to explain exactly the principle it uses and then it all makes sense from there have you ever just lit a candle in your house and been bored and just run your hand through the candle flame yes yes obviously yes yes okay congratulations you know 95 percent of or 85 percent of everything you need to know about fire play right there that is 85 mm. percent of everything you need to know so mm. you know if you hold your hand still it burns right and then yeah. it, you get that ouch holy shit don't do this right right but if you just pass your hand through, it's a warm feeling. It's not fucking like horrifying and you're not going to the hospital from it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were to magnify that candle to the size of a six foot long by three foot <laughs> diameter cone, Jeez. you have the exact same fucking gag. It's just oh. a different fucking packaging, but it's the same principle with a bunch of other safety precautions and other things that go into that. But that's how you get away with using a flamethrower on a human. I mean, him. yeah, I was like, oh, you want to sear your uh, sub. <laughs> but like, do, do they could. sign a waiver? Like, does it like? Oh, yeah, there's paperwork. Involved on this. OK, I, I'm very sure that I am not responsible for whatever stupid shit he does. Because it's <laughs> not my fucking party. Me doing stupid shit is my fucking problem. Him doing <laughs> stupid shit, not my fucking problem. So we had a little bit of paperwork on that and a little bit of planning for whether or not it was even legal to own a flamethrower, which <laughs> interestingly, in 49 states, you can go and buy a flamethrower. Like over the counter, there's nothing to stop you from owning a flamethrower, except in your state. Yeah, California. Because, I was going to say, California is the only state that I don't think you can own a flamethrower. You can. If oh. you can own a flamethrower under a certain range. For instance, mine is legal in California because it is under 10 foot uh, projected to fire. If it is over 10 foot in projected fire, it requires a pyrotechnic handling license to own. So mine is actually legit even in California. So, wow. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Well, whenever you want to burn my ass, please come on over and make sure it's less than 10 feet. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> you never know when I might show up in your neighborhood. And be I like, am very hey, yes. 
I've seen the Instagram page. I've, I'm, I'm, I cry a little. I cry a little. <laughs> you just consented to me using my flamethrower. Yes. You? Yes, please, please. But as long as you give me the paperwork, this <laughs> is. Just saying. You know, there was a guy in California who got away with shooting somebody in the arm, right? Oh, really? Doing what? Yeah. Body huh. modification. He had a shop and he was offering packages where you could pick the caliber and pick whether it was fucking uh, bicep <laughs> or BD part of the thigh. And for $900, he would shoot you through whichever one you pick and fucking give you a, a scar. And he had a medical guy to fucking patch you. <laughs> everything right and he fucking actually got somebody to agree to this shit and they arrested him claiming that he that he shot somebody and it was illegal but they were correctly wavered so the only thing the city could get him on was fucking unlawful discharge of a firearm in the city yeah <laughs> that was it i was like that is amazing so you can shoot somebody if you get to sign the right paperwork awesome there you <laughs> go <laughs> uh california that's I love it. It's just California everywhere. If you get the right paperwork, you're yeah. good. You get the right paperwork. Uh, love <laughs> it. Would have been at a gun range. You would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what time is it there? Is it almost? It's ten. It's almost eleven o'clock, right? You must have a. Uh, 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 yeah, ten forty-one. All right. All right. I'll end it soon. Let me ask you what uh, the final question I ask everybody on. Well, I try to ask everybody in in, in as guests on the podcast. Um, in your perfect world with regards to gender and sexuality, what does that look like? People stop fucking fretting over it. That's what it looks like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Less yeah. Uh, can um, worry about what the, somebody else is doing and more keeping your nose in your own shit. I mean, yeah. that, the sooner that happens, the happier we'll all be. The, the sooner people realize that my day-to-day affairs and my existence does not, for the most part, in any way, shape, or form, impact theirs, the happier we'll all be. I mean, because it really doesn't. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, yeah, it's like, why do you care so much about my own shit when you don't even have your own stuff settled, right? Yeah, I mean, all these fucking nutjob groups who are like, trans is the death of society and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? How? How do I affect them? I the same shit they do in their day, I do in mine. They go to work, I go to work. They fucking make a paycheck, I make a paycheck. We all go home and watch fucking stupid ass TV or fucking crap ass <laughs> movies and shit. We all fucking do the exact same thing. We're all nothing matters. So why fucking worry about it? What does it fucking matter? Other than they have some belief that they are the only right way and blah blah blah. When their shit's usually more fucked up than mine. I mean, right. just fucking do your shit, live your life, and worry about your shit for a change. Don't be worrying about what everybody else is doing. Right. Right. Doesn't matter. I don't worry about what you're doing. I don't worry about what other people are doing. I just don't care. There's no point to it. There's none. I got so much shit in my plate. I'm. I I don't need to worry about you know what some person in fucking across the world is doing right now it does not affect me it cannot mm-hmm. affect me it just can't who cares same yeah. thing with fucking social media i mean the same rules apply don't fucking worry about it who cares somebody didn't like your tweet and said something negative somebody didn't like your instagram picture who cares who really cares are these people you <laughs> deal with in your day no fuck it 
who cares? Right, right. And who same with the you're talking about? Who cares if they misgendered you? There's other real problems in the world. Please do a focus yeah, on other I, shit. I mean, there's so much shit that realistically is so much more important than worrying about what gender somebody's presenting themselves as or any of that. So much shit in your day that is so much more serious and so much more deserving of your attention than just random Joe who isn't happy because trans people are a thing and I'm not happy about said thing. Go find something else to do. Get a hobby. Puzzles. Get a good thousand piece <laughs> a picture of some happy fucking village scene and fucking do that. They just need to buy more people puzzles. People would be so much happier if they had puzzles. Sat around and did a puzzle. When's the last time you did a puzzle? Oh man. Do a puzzle. I should do one. Jeez. There's your assignment. Go do a puzzle. Dude. <laughs> go without talking to me. Go out to fucking Walmart or Target. Buy yourself a nice 500 piece puzzle and be like, I haven't done Just a puzzle. Do it. <laughs> I'd feel better if I did a puzzle. You probably. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't so, done one in a while. You're right. I should. Yeah. Man. There you go. Uh, That's yeah. what you were missing. But you needed a puzzle. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, Callie. You are the, I want to say the realist and the most upfront, like down to earth, like. You get like, to say it. No, fucking bit. It works. Like no, like no bullshit, just straight up, like in your face that I think we need a little more of. I mean, you're definitely the most vulgar of my, <laughs> my, um, right. guest, which I'm glad because again, if that's the way you want to talk, please like that's how you can get your message across because some people you know like you talked about like <laughs> you talked about how you you're tired of this, everybody being so like well oh, no you gotta be nice it's like no you can actually just be real and sort of stuff well you know life is a lot easier for all honest and i just find it a lot easier to be very direct the more you fucking sugarcoat shit and fucking give room for confusion or misinterpretation of things, the more problems ensue. So the right. easy, the more direct you are with people, the more straightforward and upfront and not fucking pulling punches and saying a thing is a thing. And this is why the easier it is for everybody. And I think that a lot of what we have right now is too many people trying to find too many nice ways of dealing with problems when we're well, well past the point where nice is even an option. Even with trans issues, nice mm -hmm. is no longer an option. We don't have time. That's why I have a very brutal view about non-binary and all the bullshit terms along those lines is because mm -hmm. we don't have time. The trans community is going to be... A, we're directly targeted. We don't have time to play around and be nice and pat special snowflakes on the head so that they can feel inclusive with us. We just don't mm -hmm. have time. Right, right. Um, yeah, well, geez, thank you. I'm going to have to have you on the podcast again sometime in the future. You have a lot to say, and I love it. Like, you're very opinionated. You have things that I... Yeah, let's give the crazy person airtime. That's a good plan. How is that? <laughs> what, what, please, you're not crazy if you're speaking the truth. You know, like, sometimes you need a gut check that I'm glad you're on here to give people, like, because, again, yeah. I've heard other podcasters who are trans or and stuff, and they're very, like, you know, calm and like, oh, we need this. And I'm, but you're the first one who's like, fuck yeah, gotta do this, you gotta do that. And I'm like, yes. Well, I mean, like I said, you, you gotta, you can't fucking, we're not in a position right now where we can fucking play around. We can't be nice anymore. And mm -hmm. nice is not gonna get us where we need to be. 
uh, even as a society, nice is not working for us. Nice is how we keep losing things. Um, mm-hmm. If we want to like take it back, we have to start being aggressive and being straightforward and saying, no, this is not right. Um, mm-hmm. And get you back to unified. Like we can't just say, no, we're going to go into our safe spaces or be separate. We have to have some form of unity and like clear, concise point and message. If we don't have that, we're going to lose. I mean, it's, one of the things that I was picking on about the whole like pride month is congratulations. We've learned nothing in (laughs) 50 years since Stonewall. And all we've done is managed to go from being a unified front back into a bunch of splinter groups. Uh And if anything, we've regressed from where we should be and we're not getting any better. We're just not again. It's just fucking horrifying. It's really scary. If you actually take the time to stop and look at exactly what the state of affairs is. Like everybody preaches about LGBT unity and we're all one under a rainbow and all that bullshit. But the reality is so much scary when you actually stop and see how directly ununified we are and how splintered we are right now. Right. Call the unity. I love it. Love it. Well, well again, hey. <laughs> but he's got his head every now and then. Just don't make me in charge because I advocate like outright fucking running to the streets with two by fours and beating people again. <laughs> uh, I love that you're on the podcast. Thank you so much, Kelly. No problem. And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. In this week's episode of Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. She's losing her breath every time she does this. Uh, Take my breath away. Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, let's talk girl crush versus bromance. Oh. <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, man. So first, uh, let's because I'm, so, I'm heated. So first, let's do definitions. Girl crush is, oh, I have such a girl crush on her. That's it. The end. See, uh, and then bromance is oh yeah we're bros like if you guys ever watch scrubs turk and jd have like a bromance you know so backstory i have a google chat with some friends from college and like you know whatever and one day we were talking about stuff and the topic of girl crushes came up and then guys like bromance or like celebrity crushes and stuff my friend was talking about how she has a girl crush on rashida jones and blah 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 and then we were like saying oh yeah i agree or oh this is who i have a girl crush on and then one of the dudes is like oh how weird i never feel like girls talk about other girls they have crushes on you know it's it's like he he said something like girls are always tearing each other down not you know hating and i was like so fucking mad i was like uh, excuse me, where, like, why are you saying that we do that? Like, when we're obviously doing it right now, like, it's out of the ordinary, you know? And then it just came up to the topic of converse, conversation, just, like, kind of talking about stuff like that. And then I start to think about like, how me and one of my, like, good girlfriends, you know, we're, we would hang out all the time and blah, blah, blah. And we're, like, quote-unquote best friends and we hang out and spend all of our time together and I was like saying how whenever we do that, it's always seen as, oh, you guys are gay, you guys are lesbians. And then how come it's like seen as something negative when two girls hang out all the time? But when guys do it, it's like, oh, yeah, we're bros. It's not seen as being, I don't know if they want to skirt around like homophobia. So it's seen as like something chill, something normal, but it's always looked down or frowned upon. And this is not for everyone. This is just in my experience. And I remember being very annoyed 
and upset about it that my friend had to call me and like talk me down because I was getting super pissed off. <sighs> there was something else that really bothered me about this. I don't know. It's just it's you can't just I don't know. I just don't like stereotypes, I guess. So like to say that girls tear each other down, which is, you know, mean girls is like real and like it's something that happens. But I mean, maybe guys don't do it in the same way or maybe guys don't do it. You know, I don't know. Guys don't do what? Like kind of just hate on each other the way girls do. I don't know. Oh, she's sneezing. She's sneezing. <laughs> she's allergic to bigotry. To bigotry and stereotypes. I, I think, like, well, do you know what I'm saying, though? Uh, in in terms of what? Like, just kind of <laughs> everything I yeah, said. I like, but no, just like in terms of when guys believing that girls, girls, you know, tend to hate hate on each other and gossip, which is true. But it's I think I think what upset me is that he said that about us like oh it's not common for you know you guys to you guys are always like critiquing each other instead of lifting each other up not like how we do how the guys do you know we're always complimenting each other and i was just uh, like uh. well i don't have many male influences in my life mm. i only have like one really good friend sup kelly and we've always just been you know super supportive one of one another but from all the girls that i've known yeah there's like drama with one another but i feel like Depends on the relationship between the girls. I feel like girls who hate on other girls, it's such a childish thing or call So it. now I think, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no. now I think about it is that a lot of hating or like, you know, whatever comes from insecurities. And why are we so insecure? Because we're always supposed to be seen a specific way. We, uh, we hate on other girls' hair, other girls' weight, other girls' clothes because we're insecure about whatever is going on with us, you know? And I just feel because we're always supposed to be a specific way, you know what I mean? Women are have to be seen as like if you look at magazines women are supposed to look at you know i hate that's like always the thing that people refer to but women always have to be seen as perfect and it's like we're obviously not that so it's like we're always i think lashing out in different ways and i think it's just another it's just like if women do hate on each other like we think of where it's coming from you know because i'm definitely guilty of hating as you know but it's like we're Oh, she's quiet. My bad, my bad. I mean, no, no, I don't know that. I don't know that. What? But, you know, where is that coming from? Like, where do the insecurities come from? And, like, what has become so ingrained in us to believe that we have to be a certain way? You know, it's just, it's like like a never-ending cycle. Does that, where does that come from? Is that, like, why, if, say, your friend believes that, why does he believe? Is that a society thing other than just magazines? Like, I don't know if it's a, and, and this is, like, the friend who said it is honestly like one of the coolest like nicest most supportive guys ever i just feel like it's just something that we we learn and that we don't even know that we're saying and he doesn't even probably won't ever know that what he said was offensive to me you know what i mean and and not for like lack of me not telling him but i think it's just because the way that we were raised or the society we live in like we're just we don't talk about stuff as often as we should or like mansplaining is like so real and like when we try to call our friends out on mansplaining like no that's not what we're doing i'm like that's literally what you're doing and i think and not all guys are like this and 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 even like not everyone's guilty of this all the time but i think it's just because i don't know i think we just need to be better communicators and we have to be okay with hearing that we're wrong because like i don't like hearing that i'm wrong but if I'm wrong, then I should know, you know, and I should be more receptive to that. So back to the girl crush. Bromance yeah, man, I was thing. like, so I just went off the rails. <laughs> yeah. 
You, like, invoked a memory. Yeah. Uh, from the girls that I, I guess I befriend, they generally are okay. Like, if, let's say a girl crushes someone, like, I don't know, someone famous, like, uh, who's someone big? Like, well, oh, like, like Gal Gadot. Like, oh, people, yeah. Most girls are like, oh, Gal Gadot's, like, pretty. She's sufisticated. She's I feel like, woman. no, I think that's who, no. I think oh. a girl, Chrissy Teigen, is someone, like, okay. I, I feel like I hear guys talk about more about Gal Gadot. And I think like because oh, okay. she's go- but from from my perspective like okay. Chrissy Teigen, um people like Kristen Bell or I think it's uh Gal Gadot is good too. Yeah, where it's just like someone that's like, "Oh, she's doing things that like, oh, she's what's a I guess we'll go back to the word crush. Like, oh, what is a girl crush? I mean, for like a bromance, it's like I don't know, I think like for guys that are cool like uh what's his name but that's like i would say guy crush for me like oh that dude's like cool or good looking i guess that could be seen as gay versus a yeah. you know where i could be like um ryan gosling's a good looking dude yeah but i'm like but i think it's all about like being secure you know mm. i i've heard my guys my guys like my guy friends talk a ton about like me and my one of my guy friends like argue incessantly about uh sebastian stan versus Chris Evans, where I think Chris, uh, Chris, no, no, I think Sebastian Stan is fire. Like I think he's very handsome and like who's Sebastian Stan? He's plays a uh, Winter Soldier in the Marvel series. He was also um, oh, is that Bucky? Yeah, Bucky Barnes, oh, okay. and he was Sorry, also in that. Gossip Girl for uh, he was Carter Bazin in Gossip Girl. <laughs> and Chris Evans is Captain America, and like. I ride hard for sorry, ride hard. I stand for <laughs> Sebastian. I stand for Sebastian Stan, and my friend he like is down for Captain America, and he like does not agree with me at all. Like he thinks Sebastian Stan is trash. So is that a bromance for him? I think he's. In, I think he's a... more in love with the character. A guy. I think it's a guy crush for him. Like it's more in love with the character of Captain America, and he thinks his body and face is better. So with a girl crush, as you said, that's seen as. I don't mean, I think, so I think it's, I don't, I think like girl crush maybe is like not what I was angry about. It's more of like female close friendships, not a girl Mm. crush. I think a girl crush is like celebrity crush, you know, or like Mm. someone that you, you know, like you kind of would, I don't know, like something separate. But I think what riles me up is not, it's not a girl crush, but it's like the close female friendship versus a bromance. There's not mm. like what's the term for a close female friendship, a friendship. Friendship, yeah. Yeah. Versus, I guess. yeah. Like, why is female friendship like, like seen as can be like oh lesbian? You know, like oh they're probably having pillow fights and like you know what I mean like that. That's like pillow true. pillow fights and like parties in your underwear, but like girls aren't talking about like yeah sleepovers. Guys are like freaking jerking off to each other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. I don't think about that. Yeah, they're jerking each other's dicks off. Yeah. So like, I guess some can be, I guess. And it's like, that's not something I would say. I would never say that because it's like, I wouldn't, you know, I just because guys hang out, I don't think something sexual is happening. We're like, if girls are hanging out together, why is that seen as sexual? I think that's that's my that's point. That's your point. <laughs> it took oh. me, it took <laughs> it me took how long to get there. To get but there. that's what I mean. So your final point is? Stop. I don't know. I don't know. Stop sexualizing girl friendships yeah or stop putting a sexual bind or like a yeah sexual tie to the female friendship mm-hmm. versus the guy friendship is seen as it's just 
It's yeah. just guys are friends. Yeah. Or like, don't feel so homophobic about your friends friendships. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you mm. listen to "Guy Love" by um, from Scrubs, do you know that song? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they there's so many like, oh, this is how close we are, but we're not gay, but we're not gay, but we're not gay. It's like just chill, guys. Like, oh, guys, when guys say no homo, yeah, like no homo, like no homo. Guys yeah. say no homo a lot. I don't yeah. say that, but because it's very homo with me. But it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Kirsten's corner. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird when guys say no homo as a, as, a, as there's some sort of like. Yeah, like just oh, because I, you compliment a guy or like, you know, yeah. like just be secure. Like you can say something and not. Like no one's gonna think you're gay. Like it's fine, right. and if you are, that's fine too, man. Yeah. Like you could just say all homo yeah. or very homo or yes homo. I guess. Yeah, it's weird. So you're saying just stop with all the. Yeah, let people be. Yeah, weird. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's it. That was... Kirsten's corner. <laughs> she, she's so mad. She put the phone down as soon as I started this topic. It's really funny. Anyway, thanks, guys. Kirsten's corner. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. You heard both parts of my talk with Callie Styles. She talked about everything. And again, if you guys have opinions on what she said, or you guys don't agree, or you guys do agree with what she says, hey, go ahead and hit up the podcast at CrossYas through Gmail or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We're on there. It's Halloween month. I will probably come up with a Halloween episode sometime this month. I still have a repeat talk with FCAT where we revisit some topics we talked about earlier and other things. I took a little another week off or so, but um, I'll come back and I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Again for this week, hope you guys enjoy the episode again. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I am just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more. Mm